0: Hey, everybody, it's Jess Bornock, the director of marketing here at Seven Figure Flipping. Today's podcast comes from a 10 minute mini coaching session that Adam Whitney, one of the most successful real estate investors I know out of Florida, sits down with the newest real estate investor I know, Blaze. Yes, Blaze from 7FF's YouTube channel. If you're not following Blaze's journey as becoming a real estate investor on YouTube, you got to. The link is in the description. Adam's going to sit down with him, go over his wins and his losses, what he learned, and what he can do better next time. That's enough for me. Here's the podcast. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I am here with Adam. Adam is Bill's partner in his uh, private real estate business. So one of the things that I've learned is the most important thing is to surround myself with people who have done this before and who know a heck of a lot more than me. So Adam,
1: here he is. Awesome. All right. Well, let's, let's just take a look back over the last four to six months. So you started with an objective to find the first house to flip. Correct. Okay. Most important thing is the activities, the consistent activities to get the result. So talk me through the activities you started doing, how you defined your buy box, and how you've continued to do those consistently.
0: Okay. So starting out, I just posted everywhere on Facebook that I could. I joined all the local groups and just started messaging people every single day. I ended up going to like a two to three time a week promotion on there. It was just following up with every week that I could, trying to schedule any appointments that I could. Uh, Buy box, we wanted to be about 35, 40 minutes south of Nashville, ideally in Williamson County or in Maury County. Uh, Two bed, ideally two bath, was open to one baths. It was just looking at anything that I could.
1: Okay, so for that funnel, two to three posts per week. Correct. Out of those two to three posts per week, how many responses did you get with interested leads?
0: So the majority of leads that I got were real estate agents. Okay. I called all of them and just told them to keep me on their list if they have any crappy houses. I'd be more than interested in taking a look at them. And I probably got a couple, like two to three decent properties a week.
1: Okay. So basically three posts in Facebook (laughs) got you three leads of properties that you could go look at.
0: Effectively, it was a, a lead per post I was getting.
1: Okay. Of those three leads you went to per week, how many were you able to make an offer on? that really kind of fit that criteria you were looking for. So make an
0: offer on, I could make an offer on all of them. The majority of them were so wildly out of the scope of what was real at that point in time.
1: Was that because they were outside of your buy box or there wasn't enough equity?
0: There was not enough equity.
1: Okay. So, you, you know, regardless of buy box being like, you know, three to 1,200 square feet, yeah. like medium price point, but the reality was you weren't getting enough equity. Um, so that's on the agent side. So you know then you can generate three, you can go see three houses a week. Eventually you'll see something that does have equity. There's no, there's not necessarily a good way to, to get the agents to tell you how much equity something has mm-hmm.
0: in it. The majority of these properties were not through agents. There were some that were through agents, but the better ones that I found were actually through private sellers.
1: Okay, direct, like direct homeowners. Correct. How about wholesalers?
0: Wholesalers, there was one company, I don't know how to mention their name, but their prices were so far off. They're a big player in this area. Okay. And they're notorious for doing that, but they're asking like 220 for a house that's working for like 50 or 60. Yeah. So I gave offers on every single one of those.
1: That's great. And I'm assuming those didn't get accepted because-
0: They didn't, but the guy that I was working with them broke off as his own and he just called me about an hour ago with some more properties.
1: Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, Eventually, you're building those relationships. The problem with the big companies are is um, they have to do volume. They have to. They spend so much money on leads. They have to maybe get contracts higher than they should. And then they're looking for buyers who are going to pay a little bit more. Obviously, you guys aren't going to do that. Of the wholesale lead gen, how, how many wholesale list did you say you ended up on where you're getting leads sent to your email I'm every day? 12. Okay, so you're on 12 lists. Do you know about how many you're seeing a week come through your email roughly? About 10. Okay. Um, and of those 10, are you able to at least see the, look through the pictures and see if there's anything you want to go see?
0: Uh, on at least half of them, yeah.
1: Okay. And you guys are getting out to those properties?
0: So for the last couple months, I have not. Okay. So we had found a house that I thought was going to be ours under contract, and I definitely went off the gas a little bit at that point in time
1: common so common most even from the wholesale side from the flip side what happens is you 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 measure the activity so you're making offers you're you're filling the top of the funnel and eventually you hit on a house it gets really exciting and you start on that journey until and there's nothing in the pipeline behind it yeah so either that works well and you make some money and then you restart from zero again yep or it falls apart, and now you restart from zero again, and you've just burned time and money. And that's exactly what happened. Yes, yeah, that's a great lesson for anybody. I think the I think the real measure here is you you have a measure of effectiveness for the agents, mm-hmm. and that's more of a long-term play. You have relationships with those agents now. Anytime they see a property that is going to need TLC or fix it up, I'm sure they're going to call you. Um, The big play, though, to solve the equity problem obviously should be the wholesalers who are supposed to be getting those houses at a deep discount. Not all true, um, but there there will be some that come through there. So I think that's really what I would measure is uh, of how many of those houses are coming through my pipeline. And you can even look at the wholesalers they're probably not all mass marketing your areas you've probably seen a lot of stuff that's not in your areas i would i would focus in on the wholesalers who are sending the most deals in my area and then take a hard look at those and then relationships still there are times where um we'll have investors make an offer on a property maybe something falls through before it closes and we'll call them back even though they weren't the highest offer and we'll say hey do you guys still want to buy this property so yeah that's Two things is measuring uh, what's not just what's generating leads, but what's generating the effective leads for what you're looking for, and then two, continuing to foster those relationships. Uh, we follow up with agents the same way we follow up with sellers, we follow up with buyers the same way we follow up with sellers, too.
0: Copy that. So, just hearing this big picture, I should need to really focus on the wholesalers, not put too much. Focus on the real estate agents.
1: I, I would say for where, for what you guys are doing, based on the fact that the agents can't really measure equity for yeah. you, and there's not enough room to get something under contract, mm-hmm. you're spending a lot of time on that, though. Totally. I think if you're you can see the deals come through with pictures already from a wholesaler, there theoretically is equity there. Mm-hmm. They should have equity, and if they don't, you know you can help the wholesaler potentially renegotiate if they're not able to move that deal. So yeah, right. I would focus on the wholesalers. Okay.
0: Then the other question, I don't know how much more time we have to do this video, but this is kind of important. I haven't really had to talk to Bill about this, but we had a property. They would agree in principle to the terms of it. We had a contractor come out and he ghosted us. So he was supposed to give me a quote on it. It Took three weeks from telling me that he was sick and couldn't give me numbers on it.
1: That's my favorite thing that happens and it happens like five times out of 10 with sellers. Oh, it's totally normal. Okay. This is why a lot of, especially new investors, they feel uncomfortable with how aggressive follow-up typically is. If somebody comes into your ecosystem and they in- express intent that they have a house, they wanna sell, and they wanna have a conversation with you, then all of a sudden they fall off the face of the earth. Until they talk to me again, I'm, we're gonna go to, to deep lengths to get them on the phone. Again, that, you know, maybe it's a daily phone call. And sometimes we'll just send them a text and say, hey, did we do something wrong? And that usually brings them back. It's called reverse empathy. And the, the response we typically get is, oh, no, I just got really busy. I've been working a lot lately. Why they didn't tell you that for the last three weeks you've been trying to contact them, I don't know. But the reverse empathy text, like, hey, did I, I'm afraid I did something wrong, will usually make them go, oh, no, you didn't do anything wrong. And they'll text you back.
0: That's amazing advice. Yeah. yeah. If nothing else, that would have probably fix this entire deal. So.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially if the deal's almost on the hook.
0: It, it was, and the numbers seemed good, but we just needed to know like how much more expensive a fix was going to be. She was willing to renegotiate.
1: Oh, consent, and, continue to follow up and hit her with the reverse empathy. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Adam. Great. Thank you so much, man. Awesome.